Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my gorgeous friends. I am super amped to be here with you today and talking more about one of the things that I get so many questions about. A few weeks ago, I did a podcast all about how how do I do it all? And in that podcast, one of the things that I talked about was time blocking and creating more time for yourself. So I get asked about time blocking all the time, all the time, all the time. So I wanted to dedicate an entire episode just to time blocking and why this matters to me, why I do it, how I do it, and breaking it down, okay? So before I even get started with the how-to and the nitty-gritty details of how I time block, I want to share something with you. This comes from the book Start by John Acuff, which is one of my favorite books of all time. This concept and what I'm about to read to you is something that has absolutely changed my life. And it all has to do with time blocking and everything that I want to share with you today. So I'm going to start by reading a little excerpt of John Acuff's book, Start. Okay, so here we go. He's super funny, so get ready for it. (laughs) Have you ever been gem mining? It's exactly like it sounds, only the gems aren't really gems and the mining isn't really mining. It should be more aptly titled gravel bathing, but chances are that mountain tourists wouldn't be interested in that activity. Here's how it works. On the side of the road in a small mountain community like Boone, North Carolina, you buy a bucket of gravel and dirt from a gem mine. You then pour the gravel and dirt into a small container and hold it under a thin stream of water that runs through a trough. As you wash off the mud, you start to see gems like amethyst and fool's gold. You pluck out the best rocks, clean them, and then have one of the gem store owners tell you that you found some amazing ones today, at which point you hot glue them to a picture frame that is now the sharpest, most dangerous item in your house. Last summer, during our annual trip to see our in-laws, we went gem mining. At the end of the day, we sat at a counter while a geologist told us what each rock meant. He was getting his degree in geology at a local university and actually knew an incredible amount about each stone. He turned them over in his hands carefully, describing each nuance and the forces of nature deep inside the earth that conspired to create them. He'd grab a small flashlight and shine it into a rock to reveal the green hue of an emerald hidden inside. He'd wash crusted dirt off a bit of rock and show the amethyst that was hiding just below the surface. The rocks were beautiful, with explosions of color and light that seemed to rival that of the more expensive stones like rubies and diamonds. But at the end of the day, They were just rocks. So he placed them in an old plastic bag, wrote my daughter's name on the outside with a Sharpie, and handed it back to her. As we drove home, I started to wonder, why do some rocks get to be rocks and some rocks get to be diamonds? 
There are certainly some mechanical characteristics that make diamonds valuable, but their price is nowhere near what they are actually worth. There are actually several gemstones that are far more rare than diamonds. So how come a diamond is a diamond and any other rock is just a rock? Because somebody decided that's how it works. A diamond is just a rock we collectively assigned the highest value to. That's why the supply is so carefully guarded and monitored, making a diamond worth a lot of money and another stone worth a spot on a picture frame. You've got to decide what in your life is going to be a diamond and what's going to be a rock. You get to make that decision. You get to assign value to the things in your life, and the value you assign will radically change how you interact with them. Scientists call this value attribution. The value we place on things is a powerful, powerful force. In some ways, it guides our perception of the entire planet. The Washington Post proved this once with a well-known story about a violinist and a subway. One morning in the middle of rush hour, they placed Joshua Bell, one of the world's greatest violinists, on a subway platform, dressed in casual clothes. Into his skilled hands, they placed a $3.5 million violin designed by Antonio Stradivari. I'm sure I said that wrong. <laughs> in 1713, he then proceeded to play the most complicated, amazing arrangement of music. Can you imagine how many people pause during their commute to take in a concert that would normally cost hundreds of dollars in one of the world's greatest concert halls? The answer is seven. More than 1,000 people passed Bell as he played, and only seven people stopped to listen. Only seven people stopped for a minute to give the moment the gravity it certainly deserved. The thousand other people who walked by. As the authors of the book Sway suggest, they had already assigned value to that subway performer. The sound of the beautiful music wafting through the air couldn't change that. The design of the multi-million dollar violin couldn't break through that. The speed and undeniable skill the violinist's hands demonstrated couldn't break through either. As they passed by Bell, Wright, Ori, and Rom Brofman, most subway riders didn't even glance in his direction. Instead of hearing an outstanding concert, they heard street music. They had decided the subway was full of rocks, and the appearance of one of the world's greatest diamonds wasn't going to change that. I didn't particularly like the implications value attribution had in my own life. It was fun to say, my kids are a top priority to me. My wife is a top priority to me. What I write is a top priority to me. But sometimes, I found myself treating them like rocks. How did I know? Because I wasn't giving them the most valuable currency I own. Time. I was forced to ask myself, are my wife and kids and writing getting the best of my time and creativity or the rest of my time and creativity? Was I calling the right things diamonds and the right things rocks? Or was it possible I had it backward? Let's not overcomplicate this. It's actually really easy to find your diamonds. They're hidden in plain sight right on your calendar. In fact, time is the only honest indication of what really matters to us. Intentions are ambitious liars. If you ask your intentions what your diamonds are right now, they'll tell you whatever it is you want to hear. Instead, we're going to do a quick interview of your calendar. In the last 24 hours, what did you spend your time doing? In the last week, what received the greatest deposit of your time? Work, probably, or in our case, our children, probably. 
But how much did it really get? And where did the rest of your week go? When I walked out of the diamond mine, believing my wife, kids, and writing were my priorities, I had to consult my calendar. What it instantly revealed was that I was spending 50 to 60 hours a week working. It further indicated that my wife and kids were getting almond-thin slivers of my time, something like one-tenth that amount. My intentions told me what they had always told me. You're such a great husband. You're such a great father. But my calendar told a very different story. Realizing this, guess what I did at my next job? I worked from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Not everybody did. It wasn't a given. It was something I had to be deliberate about, something I had to protect. But I couldn't ignore my family and treat them like rocks, all the while pretending I was treating them like diamonds. Want to find the rocks and diamonds in your life? Look at your calendar. Don't like what you find? Edit it. You own the calendar. It's your employee. You don't report to it. It reports to you. Edit it down so that diamonds can remain diamonds. So that's the end of that book, that part of the book that I wanted to share with you. And you guys, that has played such a huge role in in my life and in how I make my decisions. When I look over every single week, every single month, every single year, I try to make sure that I am balanced in my goal setting. Do I have a goal that has to do with my health? Do I have a goal that has to do with my spirituality? Do I have a goal that has to do with my personal development? Do I have a goal that has to do with my relationship with my husband? Do I have a goal that has to do with my family and my friends? Do I have a goal that it requires me to get outside of my comfort zone and step into the next best version of me, right? Do I have these goals? Are they there? And am I well-rounded in my approach? And I know I've shared it before, but I'll say it again. My favorite tool is the Ultimate Achiever Clever Fox Planner. And in it, there's it's good for three months, okay? So if you have four of these a year, it will get you through the whole year. But in the beginning, it walks you through your major goals. It helps you break down the month and the quarter into bite-sized tangible pieces. And there's a book called The 12-Week Year and a concept that's all about, and really this is like five and a half years of brand personal development, business growth, all the things. But when you set goals at the beginning of the year, We give ourselves a whole year to do it and yay, this is what I'm going to do this year and you forget about it. Okay, maybe you stay strong for about a month and a half. If you're not an average Joe, you're a more, you're awesome Joe, (laughs) you maybe stick with your goals for two to three months. Okay, but then we kind of taper off. We kind of get lazy and we kind of say, you know what, I'm on track. Like I'm doing pretty good. So it's okay if I take my foot off the gas and then... Like, this is a goal that I set for all year. So I really just, I have a lot of time. I have a lot of time to still accomplish this. And then it comes down to like, okay, maybe it's like August, September, and you're kind of getting a little nudge to like, oh, crap, like I really haven't made that much progress on that goal. And then it comes to like October, November, December, and you're like, okay, whatever. Like, I didn't do it. 
It's now the holidays. I'm not going to start now. And the New Year's just around the corner. So I'll just wait until January. And then we wash, rinse, and repeat. We do the exact same thing again the next year. January starts and we're gung-ho and we're going to do it, right? And then maybe February we die or maybe March we die. And then the rest of the year is just April, May, June, July, We're just having fun. It's just summertime, August, September. Shoot, maybe we should start October, November. Okay, well, never mind. It's too late. I'll just start again in January, right? And then we just repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And the 12-week year is about stop setting yearly goals. Stop it. Stop it now. Set quarterly goals. Three months. What are you going to accomplish in the next three months? Because then it keeps you in phase one all the time. So January, you're setting new goals. April, you're setting new goals. July, you're setting new goals. Uh, July, August, September, October, you're setting new goals, right? So every three months, you're refreshing, resetting, recharging, figuring out, and then your goals stay fresh in your head. And the Ultimate Achiever Clever Fox planner takes you through that quarterly. And so you can rewrite your goals and there you can pick your major milestones. You can pick what you want to accomplish quarterly. And then there's a breakdown of, okay, this is my calendar at a glance. And then there's a weekly plan for 13 weeks of, okay, what do I want to accomplish this week that will help me get closer to my goal? And you can write down like, which milestone am I working toward this, this week? And it just helps you stay on track with your quarterly goals. And it's game changing, okay? And there's a spot like, and there's literally bookmarks that say like week, day, and then there's a third one that doesn't say monthly, but that's that's where I keep my monthly calendar. So there's three different bookmarks in this planner. And it helps me to like, okay, what do I want to look, do this month? And I can look over it. There's a spot, a huge like calendar in the two page spread of what do we have going on this month? When are we going out of town? When do my kids have doctor's appointments? When do I have X, Y, Z, whatever those things that need to go on a monthly calendar? Then weekly I can flip and all right. What do I hope to accomplish this week? And then there's a spot to reflect at the end. And I'm not affiliated with the Ultimate Achiever Clever Fox Planner in any way, shape, or form. I'm just sharing this with you because I freaking love it and it has absolutely changed my life, okay? So at the there's a spot to reflect at the end of every week. And like, how did I do? Did I achieve what I wanted to achieve? And if not, why? And that's the only negative spot. There's then... There's then a spot that says like, okay, well, what made me happy this week? What were my biggest wins this week? How will I improve to make next week even better, right? And there's a spot for like, these are the daily habits I want to create. And there's like a little bubble for Sunday through Saturday. Did I do it? Did I not? And seriously, I cannot, I cannot recommend the Ultimate Achiever Clever Fox Planner enough, okay? So then in the daily one, there is a spot to write down your affirmations, what your one affirmation, one thing you're grateful for, one thing you're excited about, and then your to-do list. There's a work to-do list and a personal to-do list. There's a little spot for notes. Um, There's a spot for your main goal of the day. And then there's a spot for your schedule. And that's where I'm going to spend a little bit of time now walking you through this. But before I do, every single month. When a new month starts, that's when I open up my Clever Fox and I write down, okay, what's going on this month? When are we going out of town? X, Y, Z, everything I just said. Okay. Then every Sunday, 
Blake and I, my husband and I, sit down together and we plan out the week. And I also have an app in my phone called Awesome Notes. It's an app that I've had for over 10 years. It's amazing. Okay. I really, really love it. It's not free, but you buy it once and then it's free. It's like $2 or at least it was 10 years ago. It might be more now. I don't know, but it is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. You can color code all the things that you have to do. You can change the file names, the folder names. You can sync it with your reminders on your phone. You can sync it with your Google calendar. You, you can. It's very compatible, very user-friendly. You can save everything if you're an Apple person in the cloud so that nothing gets lost. It's, it's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. So I use that as my calendar. I know that my phone has a calendar that came with it, but I don't use that calendar. I use Awesome Notes calendar. Um, and that's where I see everything. That's when, that's where I have like my bills that are coming out and when they're, when they're coming out so that I can make sure that we budget correctly. That's where I see everything. Our, our appointments are, are going out of town or whatever is in this Awesome Notes app. So every single month I sit down and look at that app. That's where I draw from to know what we have and when. Then every week I look in my Awesome Notes app. Okay, what do I have going on this week? Again, let's look at our budget. What is coming out this week? What bills do we need to pay this week? Do I have money in the right accounts? Do we like, is there anything that we can put towards debt? Because we're on our debt-free journey right now. Is there anything we can do so that we don't spend too much or, or whatever, right? This is where we do our Sunday council. We call it family council. And we are spiritual people. Hello, surprise, you know that by now, right? And we have our most effective family councils when we start with a prayer. And this is just when we we say a prayer and we just, it's just me and him. When our kids are a little older, I'm sure we'll involve them too. But right now it's just me and him. And we do everything here and now as far as like, okay, what do you want to accomplish this week? And we have like a little like, all right, five minutes, you plan your week and I'll plan mine. And then we'll come together for accountability. Like, what is it that you want to do to progress in your life this week? What is it that I want to do to progress in my life this week? How can I help you? And what, what didn't go well last week? What did go well last week? Is there anything we need to discuss? Any friction or whatever? This is also when we like just brainstorm ideas of like this last family council, we decided, you know what, let's try, let's try not putting our kids to bed at the same time together for the last, my son is four and a half for the last four and a half years, we've put our kids to to bed together every single night. And it's just getting to that point where we're like, oh my gosh, like I just need a break from bedtime routine. And so like just last week, we just were talking about it, had the idea, okay, how about for one week you do the dishes and I get the kids to bed. And then the next week I'll do the dishes and you get the kids to bed, right? And just, this is where those things are born. This is where those little ideas, we, there's space to talk about it. There's room to talk about it. We're sitting down. We have nothing else besides our planners in front of us, our calendar in front of us. And we're just chatting about how we can be more effective and how we can make our diamonds diamonds, right? Um, so after we do our Sunday plan, and that's also when we meal plan. So this is a totally different podcast episode, but 
Essentially, I eat the same things every single day. (laughs) I'm very boring, but it's fine. Dinner is the only thing that has variation. And that is when we figure it out. I have this whiteboard calendar from Sunday to Saturday that's literally, I got it at a yard sale for a dollar. But I've seen many, many, many things that look just like it. But it's just a whiteboard thing that has a little spot for Sunday, a little spot for Monday, so on and so forth. And that's where I put this week's meals at the bottom. And that's where I put like every day what we have that day. And that just is in on display in our kitchen so that at a glance, I can remember what we have this week. And I don't have to pull out my calendar. I don't have to pull out my phone. I can just, oh, I'm in the kitchen. I'm doing the dishes. I'm cooking and whatever. What do we have today? And like, bump, it's right there. We have this at this time. Oh, and I'm making this for dinner tonight. So I can remember I can remember that, right? And once a week, I go grocery shopping, make sure I buy everything that I need for the entire week so that I have everything for the week. And I will be completely real. Like there is so much, so many times that I it gets to the end of the day and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to make that. Let's go get pizza instead. Like that totally happens, you guys. And then I just save that stuff because we have the stuff for it already for next week for Monday before it goes bad or whatever. I already bought the stuff. It was already on the plan. It's already in our fridge. I'll just make it Monday instead because I didn't end up making it on Friday. But the longer I do this, the more I have started to pay attention to the busy days. And okay, I know this is a busy day or I know we have something. I'm going to strategically put something that is not very hard right there. I'm going to do something that doesn't require a recipe. I've made it so many times. I can do it with my eyes closed, right? Like that meal is going to go there and because I know that's a busy day and I know that my willpower and my energy is already going to be pretty spent versus like, okay, I'm going to put the most complicated meal on the most complicated day and then I'm going to get there and like, all right, whatever, let's just get pizza, right? So I try to like plan strategically that way. And that is all a part of our Sunday family council. Um, And it truly doing that together has blessed our marriage. It has blessed our finances. It has blessed our waistlines because we're eating at home more than we're eating out. It has blessed my mental health to just get it all out in like one 30 to 60 minute session on Sundays, depending on if we have things to talk about or plan or what our week looks like or whatever. Um, it Seriously, I cannot recommend Sunday planning. Like I cannot recommend it enough. Do it. Even if it's by yourself, do it because it makes a huge difference for your week. Okay. So every single day though, I also plan out my entire day. And I had one of my really good friends who's actually one of my coaches and clients, um, in my Beachbody coaching world. She asked me like, why do you plan out every single day? And I, her question kind of caught me off guard and I didn't really have a good answer for her. But the more I've thought about it, the more I just realized I don't like white space on my calendar because if I haven't filled it with something, then I'm going to waste it on stuff that doesn't move me forward, aka scrolling social media, right? I'm going to waste it on checking my notifications. I'm going to waste it on seeing if someone new liked or commented on my post. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like just the stuff that doesn't matter in the long term. It doesn't matter. And 
So every single day I get out my Ultimate Achiever Clever Fox Planner and I time block my day. And I make sure going back to start that book that I read at the beginning of this, that my diamonds make it on my calendar in my day. Okay. So yes, I've already planned out the appointments and the whatever, and this person's coming over for dinner and we're whatever. I did that already in the weekly stuff. Now in my daily stuff though, this is where I make sure Do I have my diamonds on my calendar? When am I going to spend time with Blake today? Not this week, today. Like, I want to spend time with him today. When is that going to happen? And literally writing it in my calendar. I'm going to unplug at this point. I'm going to stop. And whether it's, okay, maybe he can come home for lunch. Maybe I can go to him for lunch if he works outside the home today. My husband owns his own company and sometimes he's home and sometimes he's not, right? But what time am I going to unplug at night? And when are we going to spend quality time together? And what are we going to do? Because honestly, sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm going to spend time with Blake. But then if we don't have a plan, it's just like it doesn't happen. And we just scroll our phones and whatever busy work. But like, hey, tonight, do you want to play a game? Do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to organize our game closet? Do you want to, like, whatever, right? But having a plan and almost asking him on a date, like, every single day, every single night, hey, tonight when we unplug, do you want to do size with me? That's like a dance workout that we love to do. Do you want to do size with me? And then we can listen to this awesome personal development call together that I wanted to listen to with you. And it's like, it's like our own little date night, like every single night. And it doesn't always happen. Like this is not Bryn on a pedestal telling you that I'm freaking awesome, whatever. But that's the goal every single day. Like last night, it was one of those nights where I just wanted to read my book and he had stuff that he wanted to do for work. So we were spending time together, quote unquote, but it like we were literally just in the same room doing, doing different things. And you know what? That's okay. Sometimes that's nice too. But for the most part, it's let's do something together. Let's have a plan. What are we going to do? He's going on my calendar. He's going on my calendar. And the same thing is true of each of my kids. It is so, so easy as busy moms, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, it is so easy to, to wrap ourselves up in the stuff that doesn't matter, right? And I know I've read the scripture before about the example of Mary and Martha and the Savior, right? And it's, Martha that comes to the savior and is like complaining, like, oh my gosh, like, can you please get mad at my sister? Like, she's not helping me at all. And the savior says to her essentially like, no, like Mary has chosen the right thing. Like, I'm not going to be here forever. And she's chosen that good part. So how about you just simmer down a little bit, leave the dishes in the sink, right? Like I'm very, very much modernizing and paraphrasing, right? But Jesus essentially tells her like, no, Mary has chosen the right thing. And I know as a busy mom who likes to have a clean house and X, Y, Z, I lose that. I very much lean more towards the Martha side than the Mary side. I want my sink to be empty. I want my house to be clean. I want the toys to be picked up. I want order and organization and whatever and all the things, right? But sometimes like, can I just like breathe and just like play And for me, I have to put that on the calendar. I literally have to tell myself, okay, at this time, 
I'm going to play with my girls. Holland's going to be at school. I'm going to play with my girls from this time to this time. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. Sometimes it's a whole hour because I already accomplished on my written calendar on this time blocking in the Ultimate Achiever Clever Fox spread. I've already achieved everything else that I wanted to achieve. I put down when I was going to go to the grocery store. I put down when I was going to do my work tasks. I put down when I was going to start dinner. And now I have all this free time. Like, look at all this white space. Uh, I totally have an hour that I could snuggle on the couch and watch Cinderella with my daughter. I totally have time for that, right? Or I totally have time to sit on the playroom floor and play dollies with my little girl and read stories. And I don't like plan always what I'm going to do with my kids. Sometimes I like, hey, do you want to X, Y, Z? But for the most part, it's like I literally just spend time with da, da, da. And I love the quote, do my children get the best of me or the rest of me? And In my time blocking, I literally put down a spot to rest. I literally have written in there when my girls are asleep and Holland is home from preschool, he gets time to watch his own show and that is my time to be by myself. And that is my time where I am guilt-free, reading my fiction book, taking a nap, whatever, right? Doing a little bit of self-care. Maybe I'm showering by myself. Maybe I'm whatever that looks like. Okay. But that's literally on my calendar so that I can rest and feel rejuvenated. And then after I rest and feel rejuvenated, then I have an alarm set to go play with my son before the girls typically wake up. And after I've had a little bit of rest so that I'm like happy and nice again and not like frazzled and I just want to go rest, right? Um, But I've already rested. I've already had some me time. It helps me to wake up too because then when I set my alarm, if I'm going to take a nap, it helps me to like, no, I need to wake up because now it's time to go play with Holland versus sometime when I, I used to do the opposite. This is actually just something I'm recently learning. I used to do the opposite. I used to play with Holland first. And then I would go rest and recharge and whatever. But then it turned into like it would kind of bleed into the afternoon because it was like, eh, well, the only thing I have left like is laundry. The laundry can wait. Like I can do it X, Y, Z, whatever. Right. But Holland wasn't getting the best of me because I was like frazzled. I just needed a little break. I just needed a little pause time so that I could give him the best of me. And then now that I've switched it and rested first and then played with him second, it has been game changing, both for my energy and how I show up for him and also helping me wake up and get get back on track with my time blocking and, and with my day because I don't want to put him off. The laundry, sure, I can put that off, but him, no. So it helps me wake up. It helps me to get started on my thing. It helps me not get sucked into my book for way too long or whatever, right? So literally, I'm going to read you what, because sometimes I know I am a, I am someone who learns by just observation. So I'm literally just going to read you my day today, and then I'll read you my day tomorrow because I've already time blocked tomorrow too, accidentally actually, but it worked out nicely for this podcast purposes. Um, so today I woke up at 530 and I wanted to get ready breakfast, write in my gratitude journal, do come follow me with my family, meditate, and start the girls' laundry. 
Okay, that was my intention. Let's just be real. I had breakfast and I prepared meals for my family all day today. We did come follow me. That's it. Okay, I have not yet gotten ready. I have not yet done my gratitude journal. I have not yet meditated and I have not yet started the girls' laundry. Okay, but that was my intention and that's okay. Okay, so then at 8.30, I wanted to get Holland ready for school. Did that. Sweet. Nine o'clock, I wanted to start recording my podcast. Guess what? Bada bing, bada boom. Here I am. I'm doing that. Okay, then as soon as I'm done, I'm going to upload it and schedule it out. And then it's my rest time from 10 to 11. At 11, I'm going to eat lunch. At 11.30, I have a call for work until 12.30. Today is the day. It's Mountain Day, right? I've told you about Mountain Day before. It's the day that Blake's home from work and I have time to move my life, my business forward because he's helping me with the kids all day. So I have written down here some of the work tasks that I want to do this week that have been that are just on my list, right? From our Sunday plan. So I have a whole bunch of things that I want to accomplish work time from 1230 to two o'clock. Then at two o'clock to 230, I'm going to fold the laundry. From 230 to 330, I'm going to organize the game closet with my husband. And just a little plug for that, you guys. I totally was one of those people that like quality time with my husband has to be at night. And that is just not true. It is just not true. Okay. If your husband works late and, but he doesn't have to go in quality time can totally be in the morning. Like what if you just like sat down and ate breakfast together? Cause if you're like me and you're a morning person and not a night owl, like I, I am a vegetable at night because I'm just tired from the day. And I told myself that quality time with my husband had to be at night, but that is just when I want to veg. And so then I felt like I was just this terrible wife because I wasn't spending good quality time with him. And I wasn't giving myself enough credit for the awesome conversations we were having in the morning or the times that he would come home for lunch and I would pause and stop what I was doing and eat lunch with him, right? Just a little plug for quality time with your husband does not have to be at night, okay? If you're someone who struggles with that like me, okay? Okay, moving on. So at 3.30 after we're done organizing the game closet, I want to go on a walk with my family. Then at 4 o'clock, I want to start dinner. At 5 o'clock, I want to eat dinner. After that, it's family time until 7 Then we're going to get our kids to bed before that. And at seven o'clock, I want to do, I want to respond to messages. I want to meditate if I haven't yet, which (laughs) I didn't yet. So that's when I'll meditate. And then at 730, it's time with Blake. We're going to unwind. That's time for me to read. And I have written down that I want to listen to a call with him that we've been putting off for a little bit. Okay. So that is an example of my day today. There's a lot of lines like This is what I want to do, and this is how much time I have to do it. So it's not like every 15 minutes is like, go pee here, right? Like, no, like, it's literally just, this is what I would like to do, and this is how much time I have to do it. But my whole day is planned out that way, and then I set alarms. I know I've talked about that before on that, the episode I did of how do you do it all, right? But I literally set alarms for my day. So I literally have an alarm that says like, all right, this is when you need to jump on that call for work. I have an alarm at two o'clock to remind me to fold laundry so that I don't get too sucked into my work tasks. I stay on task and I remember, okay, two o'clock, I need to be done. So I need to focus. I need to get it in, get it out, get it done. Then I have an alarm at 2.30 to organize the game closet with my husband. And then I have an alarm at 3.30 anytime that it's time to be with my kids I have a, a, an alarm that, and it's a specific song with an, a specific alarm. So it's like a trigger for my brain. Okay. It's time to stop what I'm doing and it's time to be with my family now. Um, 
and be present with them. That's the alarm that I have wake me up from my like rest time if I took a nap and etc. Okay, so tomorrow looks like Blake is going to be gone all day because he he has work. Okay, so this is what a day looks like when my husband is not home all day. So again, I have when my alarm is going to go off. I have what I want to do and how long I have to do it. I have until 8.30 to do all of the morning things that I want to do, right? Like I like to, I've, I've chatted about this before in my morning routines one. I like to meditate, pray. I like to do my affirmations and my vision. Normally I, I like to work out, but right now I'm doing Ultimate Reset. It's a three-week cleanse um, from Beachbody. And so I'm not working out right now, but I do like to go on walks still. I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to food prep for my family because I'm doing this ultimate reset thing. I'm going to start the laundry. I'm going to get ready. Okay. That's like my morning routine-ness and we're going to do, um, come follow me, which is a, it's code for, we're going to learn about the savior and we're going to study a little bit together, have a little lesson with my kids, um, in the morning. Okay. And I have from the time my alarm goes off until eight 30 in the morning to do all that. Okay. That's what our mornings look like. Then it's time for Holland to go to school. Then I'm going to play with the girls and we're going to go to the library from nine until 10. And then I'm going to come home and then it's time for the girls to get a snack and I'm going to lay them down for naps. I'm going to eat lunch. Holland gets home around that time. I'm going to rest after I give him lunch and then I'm going to switch the laundry before I rest so that it can be dry by the time I need to fold it at two o'clock, right? I'm going to switch the laundry. I'm going to rest. Then at 12.15, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to play a game with Holland and read some books with him so that he can get a treasure treat for whatever preschoolness and that he can keep progressing in his reading. Then I'm going to do some work stuff from 12.15 to 1.45. And then I'm going to respond to messages. And another little plug, a little side note, I literally have my notifications turned off all notifications off. The only notifications I ever receive are phone calls. That is it. I don't even receive a notification when I get a text. And the reason that is, is because I hated being notified about stuff. And I don't know about you, but mom brain is real for me. And if I see a notification come through and I'm in the middle of something else, my brain sees it, responds in my head, thinks that I responded, but I actually really didn't. And so then it takes me days to get back to that person because I thought I already did, but I really didn't. And now it's also this like, okay, but no, like I need to respond to them because they just tagged me in this thing on social media or they just texted me or they just X, Y, Z sent me a message here, here, here. I need to respond now or else I'm going to forget about it. And then, but my baby just is getting into the toilet or she's eating dirt, or someone just fell and needs me. And now I'm frazzled because like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this now, I'm going to forget, but you need me and you need me and right? Like just frazzle up the wazoo and it's terrible, right? So I turned off all of my notifications besides phone calls. And then I literally put it in my calendar. When am I going to sit down and look at my texts? And if there's like a little moment of like, hey, everybody's kind of calm right now. Like my kids are playing together. Okay, I'll look right now. But I look when I want to look. I look when I have a quiet moment. I look when I planned to look versus I just got notified and now I'm feeling super frazzled and stressed and overwhelmed because I can't, but I'm going to forget and all the things, right? So just a little plug, literally every single app, email, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, 
Instagram Messenger, texts, everything. It will change your absolute life and you will feel so free. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, moving on. So then again, two o'clock, I'm going to fold the laundry. And then tomorrow, if the weather permits, we're going to go to the park because I live somewhere warm and it's beautiful right now. So we're going to go to the park. And then at four o'clock, I'm going to start dinner. Five o'clock, we're going to eat dinner. 530, it's family time. Seven o'clock, I'm going to respond to messages and unwind. 730, I'm going to spend time with Blake. Nine o'clock, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. That's like a normal day around here um, when my husband is gone and whatever. And you heard like there's a little bit of work. There's a little bit of rest and there's a lot of of time for like, okay, when am I actually going to fold the laundry? And then it's so nice because I don't have to have it staring at me in the face. I'm like, well, when am I going to get to it? I don't know, but I'm just not going to do it right now, right? Like it's right now, it's 10 o'clock. It's time to record my podcast. It's not time to worry about the laundry. I don't need to worry about the laundry until two o'clock. And when two o'clock rolls around, guess what? I'm going to do it because it's time to do it. And if I don't do it now, then when am I going to do it? Right? So really, truly, like give yourself the gift of time. Give yourself the gift of time. And there literally is so much time. You honestly, I mean, I've said this before in previous podcasts. You never heard me sitting down to scroll social media. You never heard that I time blocked to sit down and Netflix binge, right? I made time to rest. I made time to read because that's my form of reading or resting, right? I love to read fiction books. You heard that I'm going to spend time with my kids. You heard that we're going to go to a couple places if the weather permits. You heard I'm going to make dinner for my family. You heard time for me to do self-care in the morning and spend time with Blake at night and or whatever, right? Like are your diamonds on your calendar? are the things that truly matter to you. If you say your health is a priority to you, when are you going to work out? What time do you know? Okay. If your kids are a priority to you, when are you going to spend time with them? What are you going to do? If your if God is a priority to you, when are you going to spend time with him? What are you going to do? Right? If you know that your spouse is a priority to you, When are you going to spend time with him? What are you going to do together? When do you have time for the laundry, for the dishes, for the whatever, right? And there's a lot of things that you didn't hear me say. Like dishes is just a habit. I just unload in the morning. So I didn't need to write that down, okay? Because I know I'm going to do it. But anything that is not really a habit right now, you didn't hear me say that I'm going to pray or listen to conference because those things are already habitual for me. So I didn't need to write it down because I already have that habit, right? Can I improve? Can I do better? Can I do more? Of course, of course I can. But the things that are already habitual don't go on my calendar. The things that I'm trying to implement and make time for that are important to me that are not yet habitual, they're going on my calendar. I'm making time for them. And then I'm going to set alarms for myself all day long to remind myself, okay, it's time to play with your kids. Okay, it's time to fold the laundry. Okay, I don't have to remind myself to go rest. I remember very well what time, (laughs) what time it's my me time (laughs) and it's very nice, but I have alarms. Okay. It's time to get Holland ready for school. Okay. It's time to start dinner. Like literally all day long. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful to you. I know that this stuff has absolutely blessed and changed my life and absolutely blessed me to be a more intentional mom, to feel way more successful in my marriage, in my relationship with my kids. And it has helped me to know like they are getting the best of me versus the rest of me. My husband and I spend a lot of time together. 
My kids and I spend a lot of time together. My business gets my time. There's time on my calendar for my business, for the things that matter to me. The things that matter to me this week, they're going to happen because I, re- I planned out my week this week and I'm going to exercise the discipline that I need to actually stick with my plan because it's time to, because I want to grow, because I want to be a better person, because I want to achieve this goal in the next three months, not give myself all year to accomplish it, right? So, so many little tips and tricks and nuggets. Like literally that was like five and a half years of wisdom that I've gleaned from a million different things all in one place. So hopefully you don't feel like you're drinking from a fire hydrant right now, but, and I invite you to listen to this again, like really, truly listen to this again. And you can turn me up to one and a half speed or even two times speed, whatever. It doesn't matter, but listen to it again so that you can hear it again. Cause I heard, I've heard before that the first time you hear something, it's, it's really like an introduction. It's awesome. It's great. The second time it really starts to sink in the third time. It's like, okay, I feel like I can implement now. So this one, especially like go back and re-listen to that again, because this stuff has absolutely blessed and changed my life. Okay. All right. I'm going to peace out now. I freaking love you. You're amazing. Make time for the diamonds in your life. Okay. Get rid of all the white space in your calendar and fill it instead with things that make you the person that you want to be, the mother that you want to be, the wife that you want to be, the person you want to be, and grow into that version of yourself. Okay? I freaking love you. I'll talk to you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember, the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.